Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Bob Burtog is the landscaper that we've talked to in the growing months, the president of Burtog Landscape Company in Wheeling. The question is, is this one of them? Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good, John. How are you? Good. I've been fighting this, Bob. I don't want to talk to you right now. Okay. Well, I'm not behind bars. It's not a special interview. (laughs) I just, I just, I just... It just seems so weird to be going through this weather cycle, which we are, uh, breaking high temperatures by five and more degrees and everybody watching stuff coming in. Uh, What should people know or be doing about plants which are emerging right now? Well, unfortunately, Mother Nature is going to do whatever she wants, but you do want to protect the plants. And now I actually just had two emails today from customers that are saying, the tulips are coming up, and they're, they're mulches in the way, and the, the yeah. rabbits are, the animals are digging it. So we have to go out there and put some uh, repellent down. And obviously, the evergreen boughs and stuff, you got to take those off because those will smother the plants. But then my biggest fear is, although I'm looking at the monthly calendar, and I don't see anything going below 20 degrees. So we should be okay if you take off the evergreen boughs and the protection. They should survive. Evergreen boughs. Um, you mean you told people to put evergreen boughs on top of some of their plants? Usually when you plant bulbs, you put the evergreen boughs on. One, it keeps the beds looking decorative for the winter. Yeah. And two, the squirrels hate they, the squirrels won't dig through the uh, Oh, I see. Okay, but now here they come. So I guess, uh, like, I've got a lot of mulch on mine. Is that pretty much just barium and boughs or mulch or something like that, Bob? No, it's... It, if it's just regular standard mulch, the, the plants will probably push through, but the evergreen boughs are too too uh, tough for them to push through, so they, you, those you should remove. The mulch, you might want to spread it around a little bit, too, because you, you don't want to smother them. You mean, I, okay, but that's funny, because I thought you would <clears> tell <throat> me to do something to, if not inhibit their growth, at least keep them covered, insulated, if you will, from the elements. You're saying, no, let them come up and be exposed to the weather as it is. Is that right? Yes, that's wow. correct. It, it, they've, ex, they've exposed themselves. The reason we wanted to keep them covered before was because we knew it was just way too early. Now, granted, it's still early, but I don't know if you remember, but it actually was about 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, where it was in the 80s in February. Because I remember I was in Arizona, it was in the 60s, and it was warmer at home. Okay, but I mean, to be clear then, so while we all are uh, a little alarmed maybe at plants which are emerging or trees and bushes that are budding, um, let them go. Don't don't try and hide them or shield them from the elements. No, no. And like tulips are so uh, supple as it is, and then if they got to try and fight going through the mulch, the, the plants are just going to be all wilty. And you know, we're better off taking a shot that the they're not going to freeze. And if you look at the forecast, they probably won't freeze. But no, not for the next couple of weeks. But I mean, yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, it could be five degrees in March, and if that happens, all of this exposed green is going to freeze, right? Correct. And then what happens to the plants then? Well, the the flowers will, will die because they're going to be frozen, so the flowering portion of it. But the problem is, and we had this happen last year, is because there's no bees out yet, there's no pollinators. So 
that's going to be affecting, especially like apple orchards and things where there's fruit-bearing plants, if the buds if the buds bloom, and then you get a freeze, and then you lose the flowers, yeah. and there's no then there's no bees. Then the bees come out and say, "Hey, where, what am I going to pollinate on?" And then the trees need the cross pollination in order to bear fruit. So, it you know it's the whole domino effect. Well, if you had a uh, if you had a pear tree or an apple tree, and a lot of our listeners do, can you put some sort of tenting or netting around that to kind of keep it warm? I know orchards have whole mechanisms of heat and fire to keep their plants from this from frost, but I wonder if there's something people with just a couple trees in the yard can do. It's probably going to be too much of a process. I'm not familiar of anything that's used at a residential level. Yeah. I do know, to your point about the apple orchards and things, they have they have complete systems that they that they can set up for frost and freezing. But I think to the average homeowner, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of Mother Nature. I got a whole bunch of questions here from our listeners. Will you give us a minute or two, Bob? Sure. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. You can call or text. And by the way, congratulations, Bob. I don't know how many awards were available, but it looks like you won all of the awards a landscaping company can win from the Illinois Landscape Contractors Association. We won, we won three, two golds and a silver. English Cottage Garden Stroll, something you built. Garden of Delight and the French-inspired garden. You won gold and silver for residential landscape construction, for residential landscape construction, and for landscape maintenance. Congratulations on all of that. Thank you. It's an honor. We're talking about what to do with what's going on out there. All right. You ready, Bob? Sure. John, thanks for having Bob on. Ask him if we should move our spring fertilizing and aeration up from spring to now no too early for that still because the air temperatures are warm but it's going to take a while before the soil temperatures come up to 45 or 50 degrees and that's when the activity will start to happen in the soil so especially if you put it down now and then we do get those spring rains it's just going to flush right through and not do anything hey so Bob, hold off on that when should i prune my hydrangeas um it depends what kind they are but you can either do it in the spring or the fall Okay, but is this the spring? Can I? Yeah. You can do it now? Yeah, you're not going to hurt anything. If it's nice this weekend and you want to be outside, it's fine to prune your hydrangea. What is the best way right now to take care of all of the big patches of missing grass? Can I seed? And for large areas, can I sod? You won't be able to get any sod this time of year. The sod farms haven't started cutting sod yet. But, it's again, it's still a little early to be seeding because these warm temperatures that seed will germinate, and then it, to your point before, if it gets back down into the teens or 20s, that if the seed germinates, then that'll freeze, and then you just wasted a lot of labor and material. Yeah, it's it's going to get below freezing again this winter. Yes. It's February 26th. Okay. Um, ask Bob the landscaper, that would be you, about killing henbit, which is invading my lawn already. That, that's another one of those hard-to-control weeds, but you want to look for it in the spring when you see it flowering. That's the best time to hit it with a herbicide. Well, if they're seeing it now, is it flowering now? I mean, isn't that the no. process? No, it's not. No. You, so you can see the weed itself. It just looks different than the grass, but it, they're not actively growing yet. Here come some calls. We'll start with Kathy. You're on WGN with Bob. Hi, Kathy. Hi. I um, pruned my rose bush 
in the end of March last year and it bloomed lovely. Do I need to do it earlier this year because of the the weather? No, because really all you're going to be pruning out on roses are just the dead canes. Now, because it was a mild winter, you shouldn't have to prune too much off of them. Okay. So I should just wait until the next month. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Nice to hear from both of you. Uh, Mary, you're on WGM. What can we do for you? Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried more about mostly about the cicadas. I tend to think they're going to ruin trees more than flowers. Uh, what flowers, though, might they ruin so I won't buy them or plant them? Huh. Interesting. Uh, Bob, are cicadas going to go after uh, flowers, too? No, cicadas uh, feed on the, the tree sap. They like to just pierce, and they, they don't have uh, chewing parts. They don't chew anything. They have a, a sucking like a straw, and they pierce into the trees and just suck the, the uh, xylem out of it. So you're fine with the flowers. The only things that might be in danger are going to be uh, like your uh, service berries, your crab trees, softer branched trees, and the damage comes when the females lay their eggs. It'll it'll up sometimes girdle the the plant the uh, branch, and then that that'll die. It's natural pruning. It's Mother Nature's way of pruning your stuff. I guess it depends on who you're rooting for, but generally when we talk to people about cicadas, they say. This is good for the environment. Even as the two species intersect this year, it's going to be a colossal year for cicadas. But by and large, this isn't bad for your lawn and, and your the things that grow out there. Bob, is that right? That's 100% correct. It's a 200-year phenomenon that's going to happen this year. And it's a smorgasbord for you know the mice, the birds, the skunks. They're all going to get a big feeding, they're going to get nice plump and fat, so then the foxes can kill them, and they're going to get nice and fat. So it's a, And then from to your point about the environment, when the cicadas do finally die and, and they go back, they decay, obviously they decay, and then they, those nutrients go back into the ground. Not sure I'm loving that whole scene you just described, but uh, there it is. Uh, Darwinism. Car- yeah, well, yeah, amen. Carol, you're on the air. What can we do for you? Hi, John. Yes, uh, my question for Bob is that I'd like for him to tell us the proper way to mulch around trees. Okay. Um, the biggest mistake people make when they mulch around trees is they put it too much on the trunk. So you want to actually see the root flare and then leave the root flare exposed and put the mulch, you know, two or three inches around the base of the tree or however big the tree ring is. But you don't want to mound it up around it where it looks like a telephone pole coming out of a volcano. Yeah, that's, and you see that all the time, worst. but you want us yeah. to make a donut, right? Like, yeah. I'll be able to see where the tree actually goes into the ground. I don't want mulch on there, and that's that root flare or whatever you described? It's a root flare, yes, because if you do have the mulch up against it, and then you get the moisture, it, it's amazing how fast it decays that bark, and then you've exposed, now you've exposed the feeding area of the tree, and it's just not good. You're going to get carpenter ants and... It's it's a big problem that people have. They call it tree volcanoes, and it's just a matter of paying attention to what you're doing. I'd rather hear you. I like the word donut. Make a donut, not a volcano. You know, you you can use that all you want, Bob. You can put that okay. in literature. You can you know, just say that casually amongst friends. Lori, you're on WGN. What can we do for you? Hi. Hi there. Yes, you know what? I did not get my tulip bulbs in this fall. 
and I have about 85 tulip bulbs in my garage. Can I still try and plant them? You could. They're going to get a late start. But if you if it's a nice weekend coming up and the ground is not frozen, which it isn't, you can put them in there. Yeah. And it, you know, it, again, it is still February, so especially if they're late bloomers. If yeah, I don't know which tulips you have, but they bloom at different times. But yeah, you yeah. still got a shot at it if you can get them in. How far down? Oh, how far cool. down do you plant them, Bob? It depends on what variety, but on average, anywhere from eight to twelve inches, depending on the variety. This is Bud. You're on WGN. Uh, good luck uh, to you, Lori. Thanks for calling. Hey, Bud, you're on the air. Get it, Bud? What, what can we do for you, hello, Bud? Hello. My wife has a, a burning bush, and we're trying to figure out when would be the best time to trim a bush and what, how much to trim off it. Burning bush, how much to trim when, Bob? It depends how overgrown it is. If it's super overgrown, now is the time to do it before it leaves out in the spring. And you can cut up to... 30% of the thing out, you know, to thin it out because you want the, the plant to have air circulation go through it after it leaves out into the summer. Uh, burning bush do have a tendency to get mites and stuff if they get too gnarly and, not, and you don't prune them out. Every three years you should be doing some extensive pruning on the burning bush. And if you haven't done that lately, then you could do it now, Bob, while the weather's do warm? It, well, it, it's warm, but the plant hasn't come out of dormancy yet either. So, yes, you can still do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I do see, I was looking at some of my plants and trees and stuff. Do I see little green buds coming out, Bob, or whatever you call yeah. that? I mean, that's happening, right? That's happening. And, and they're swelling and they're breaking. And there's nothing we can do about that. And maybe we're far enough into this weird season that maybe we'll just have an early emergence of the leaves and there'll be no harm, nothing to do about it, right? Right, and again, I'm, I, right now I have the March monthly up on the on my screen, and the lowest temperature I see is 20 degrees, which is actually on this Wednesday. Where and then after I, that, I don't, don't see anything. In, yeah. I don't see anything in the lower than a 29. Uh, Eight four seven. What do I do now to prevent spurge in my lawn in the spring and summer? That's one of the easier weeds to control. It's, if it comes in, it's relatively easy kill with a herbicide. I'd wait for it to come up. Can I move irises now, it says here? Uh, I'd be careful on that one. It's a little too early to be moving stuff because, you know, you should have done it in the fall, but spring is the second best time to do it, but not in February. Can I put preen down now or should I wait? Wait. It's too early still. It'll again, same thing. If we get the rain, it'll just wash out and then it's just a waste of money. Okay, Bob Bertog, can I uncover my hyacinth all the way? They're still sprouting. They're sprouting, and if these temperatures stay where they are, they'll be flowering by the end of the week. So, so, but then, and then you may get eight inches of snow on them sometime between now and June first. <laughs> I can't, I can't control that. Uh, sorry, my cockatiel Sam was so loud when I called earlier, said Kathy. We've heard back from Kathy, the lady with the bird. That was a cockatiel named Sam, Bob. Oh, good to know. Okay. Well, that's Bob Bertog, and he is the president of Bertog Landscape Company. And, uh, Kathy, it was nice to hear from both of you, like I said. And, Bob, it's nice to hear from you. I don't Thanks, want to call, I don't want to call you next week, Bob. I want to return to normal. I want, I want okay. to have normal. But if I don't... Can you just continue to pop in here as the weather permits? Sure. Just have Pete give me a call. That'd be fine. It's always good to hear from you. And congratulations again on all those landscape awards you won. 
Thanks, John. I appreciate the plug. How about Thanks that? Thanks for having me. Well, that's Bob Bertog. He's the president of Bertog Landscape Company in Wheeling. It's 129. And this is WGN. It's John Landecker. WGN sounds best on the WGN app. Download it now and make us the first button on your digital dashboard. See how at WGNRadio.